All right, what's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of The Grind Podcast. We have a special two-part series on building a custom long-range rifle, part one being caliber selection. And we have a special guest here, a good friend of mine that I've known for four or five years now that is a wizard when it comes to PRS shooting and also building uh, absolutely gorgeous long-range rifles, precision rifles, Travis Stevens from TS Customs. Without further ado, what's up, Travis? Hey guys, how's it going tonight? Good, good. How are you doing? How are you holding up over there in uh, Miller, South Dakota? Pretty, pretty awesome. We're a long ways away, insulated from the world, so it's easy going. Same day, same every day. So. That's awesome. Less politics and less BS, then. That's right. We're 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 far we're as far away from either coast as you could get. Yeah, that's awesome, man. Well, Travis, Travis is uh, Travis is a special individual. He takes great pride in his work. Um, and I get asked questions all the time, like, Hey Eric, I want to build a custom long range rifle. You know, what caliber should I do? Should I do the 300 PRC or should I do the 300 Win Mag? Uh, should I do the 20 Nozzer or the seven Mag? Should I do the six, five Creamer or the six, five PRC? And I basically have a series of questions that I ask them. And I thought, you know what, this would be an awesome series because I know that people call up Travis all the time and ask him the very same thing. So I was like, man, we should, we should yeah, get together. Perfect and uh talk about some of these things and different scenarios and how they'll be using it yeah one of the, that's one of the first one of the first questions i always ask somebody when when they call and hey i want to build a custom rifle and uh, they usually leave it at that and so i kind of got to go through and prod for some questions and and one of the biggest questions is always what caliber are we going to be building in and what are you going to be doing with it absolutely so that's the first question then what are, what are you going to be doing with it yeah so <laughs> that, I like to get a little bit of a feel for, for where a guy's going. You know, some of the questions like, what are you hunting with? Are you hunting deer? Are you hunting elk? Are you hunting antelope? Are you hunting everything? Or are you, you know, or just your first custom rifle? Or are you planning on building, building multiples where you're going to have a predator rifle or you're going to have a deer and antelope rifle? You're going to have an elk and moose rifle. You know, so picking, figuring out what you're going to be hunting with it, that's, that's obviously one of the biggest things. You don't want to be over-calibered or under-calibered. Picking the right caliber for the job, for the game at hand, is one of the first things that we're going to go through. The other kind of thing that we're going to talk about is what what distances, you know, are are you going to put the time in to be a quote-unquote long-range hunter? Do you need a, a magnum caliber to reach out and have energy yet to, to dump a big elk or a big moose at 800 or 1,000 yards or is or 500 yards your lethal limited where you want where you want to be at right no all all very good questions because one of the first things i thought of just listening to you there was okay maybe i don't have the funds to build several long-range rifles and i've i've been scrounging the last couple of years to put together one uh so i want something that's going to cover all species yeah uh, um absolutely so from from there you know i'm most guys, you know, like our, our part of the world, I'll, I'll kind of talk about the majority of the customers I talk to within a couple hours of home here, you know, the mid, the Midwest, you know, we're not a, we're not a big elk hunting area, you know, unless you're, tra unless you're traveling, most people within you know, the state of South Dakota or Minnesota, Nebraska, North Dakota, you know, not hunting, we're not hunting elk every year, you know, there might be one elk hunt ever, uh, maybe two or three. And those guys, you know, I'm typically going to push them into a six, five or a seven millimeter cartridges. I really like, of course, six, five PRC, seven millimeter rem mag. Now you get into your mountain countries, you know, where you guys are at, you guys can, maybe it's not going to be a great elk tag, but you can probably get an elk tag every single year. So you're, you're going to go, whether it's a cow or a raghorn bull or something like that, you know, you're going to go elk hunting and elk are big, talk to enough guides, outfitters, guys that kill elk every year and six, five, probably a little on the light side for, for hunting elk every year. You know, I'd rather be pushing a bullet that's 160, 170, 180, or even 200 for a guy that's going to go, go elk hunting every single year. That, that guy, I'm definitely leaning him to, towards a seven millimeter or a 30. Right. Which, uh, which begs the question here, a 6.5 PRC, if you're going to be hunting elk every single year and you want to hunt them at distance, and when I say hunt them at distance, I mean, you know, if you need to take a six, seven, eight hundred yard shot, maybe the 6.5 PRC isn't your best solution. But if you're, if you're one of those guys, it's right. like, hey, I'm never going to shoot over four or 500 yards. 500 yards is a long, long shot. 
six five PRC mm-hmm. might be just fine for elk. Yeah, ab- absolutely. With the with the bullets that are with the bullets that are available now, you know, Hornady ELDXs, Burgers, of course, you know, Barnes, good tough bullets, and and in that kind of that kind of range, there's there's plenty of great killing bullets that that are going to get there and and break an elk down and and work really well for a guy out of out of a prc at those kind of distances absolutely so just going to say so six five prc is plenty for antelope mule deer whitetail and elk yeah absolutely and that's kind of we'll talk about six five prc a little bit i mean it's easily the number one cartridge we've built for the last two years i mean probably 20 to 30 percent of of all the barrels that we chamber in the year are in 6.5 prc um it's just got such a great range of of use you know that 140 class bullet going 2900 to 3000 3050 feet a second is it's just really good energy it's good ballistics of down range and it's got a great factory support now you know it's I, like I tell a lot of guys, it's a modern 270. You know, it's the same kind of bullet weights at 130, 140, up to, you know, 147 is close to 150 at 2,900 to 3,000 feet a second. It's just, it's doing it better than the 270 Winchester has done for the last 50, 60 years because of more modern bullets. So you're, you know, plenty of guys, I'm sure, you know, a lot of guys still help with a, with a 270 and say the 6.5 PRC does all of that. And, and does it better with, with better bullet selection. Great factory ammo, of course, great factory aftermarket support if a guy wants to load for it. All the 6.5 bullets that are available now as this industry has grown, brass, dies. It's just, it's pretty tough to beat. And that's why we build so many of them. But right. like we talked, you know, the guy wants to kill elk at seven, 800,000 yards. I really, I don't, I don't believe it's the perfect cartridge for that. I mean, obviously there's guys, you don't have to get on the internet very long or very far and, and see videos, pictures, guys, you know, dumping elk at six, seven, 800,000 yards with a six, five PRC. I mean, you've killed some elk out there pretty good distance with PRC also, but talk, like I said, talk to enough guides and outfitters and people that see a lot of elk die and they're, I mean, they're just big, tough critters. And, you know, like I said, that, that kind of lead us to some of the bigger cartridges that, that I like to build on you know, seven mag, 300 PRC, um, both really good cartridges for, for different reasons. And you've got, and you've got both, you know, and tell us what you think on, on those two. You've had both and shot stuff with both of them. Yeah, no, they're, they're both phenomenal. And back to you, you, you mentioned hand loading and factory ammo. It's like, okay, there's such good solutions when it comes to factory ammo for both of those calibers that I'm in the mindset, like, wow, I, I'm having a hard time even reloading anymore, just mainly because of my time. I mean, I think it'd be cool to tinker with different loads and speed and whatnot. But I mean, for the time that I have and how much hunting I do, those factory options are just so phenomenal in, in the Hornady precision hunter and the Hornady match ammo that it's hard for me to do anything else. Now you mentioned other bullets. I've shot burgers before and they do a great job. I've shot a little bit of Nosler. Uh, I haven't shot any barns. Gosh, like you said, the bullets are just so good now. And the technologies there that a 6.5 PRC is is better than a 270 ever was. And think about this. What did our forefathers and fathers and grandfathers shoot game with? Okay, let's go to our let's go to our fathers and grandfathers. They were shooting two forty threes to two seventy thirty out six, and they they killed yep. plenty of critters, you know. Right, and they were and they were you know they were probably limited by three to nine or straight six power optics, and you know they just they they weren't stretching the envelope on on distances or so you know the the equip the equipment limited limited the distance to where those cartridges were really plenty. You know, they, they 200 yards, maybe 300 yards. Heck, you can kill just about anything with anything at those, at those kind of distances. Ab- absolutely. So, so the question is you need to ask yourself is you're going to build a long range rifle. What caliber shall you use? How are you going to use it? I mean, that's my thing. How are you going to use it? Are you, are you wanting to hunt elk? Do you, are you going to build several long range rifles? Or are you going to build one long range rifle? If you're going to build one long range rifle, I'd say go into your magnums. Your seven mag to three hundred yep. pair of C. I think that's going to be that one option that you're going to be able to do it all with. And I think, you know, you it's still it's not going to rip apart an antelope if uh, you shoot an antelope with a two twenty five, three hundred norma as I did this year at four hundred forty eight yards. I mean, put a nice hole in it, 
it, like you, you said, Travis, I think you said it best when you said the animal wasn't dense enough for that bullet to transfer all the energy. So it did almost a perfect job. Yeah, exactly. That, yeah. Just like you said, the, the, the big, the big come, come back around. We kind of got down the trail talking about, talking about calibers a little bit, but yeah, that, that's the, that is the first big question. What, what are you, what are you going to be doing with it? And, and from there, then, you know, and we'll, then we start talking about specific calibers for, for specific purposes. Like we, like we talked, you know, we talked about, uh, we really haven't talked about style of hunting yet. We'll kind of, I think we'll, I think we'll kind of cover that maybe in the next part on on rifle configurations maybe you know that'll that'll lend itself a little bit more to the style of hunting what configuration of rifle you build but the big one you know hand loading are you going to hand load you're going to buy factory ammo you know maybe are you going to pursue having custom ammo made by you know there's that's there's, this industry's grown that's created a niche market for for some really good outfits that, that will take your gun in shoot it develop a load and load your and load your custom ammo you know kind of all all things relative to the the performance you want out of your out of the cartridge that you're going to be shooting, you know the distances the distances that you want to take game at, and with the factory ammo versus hand loading versus custom ammo, how much you guy wants to spend on ammo, you know, or how how important the availability of loaded ammo is for you. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So let's talk about that. Uh, how are you going to steer a guy in a caliber selection based on if he hand loads or if he buys factory? Yeah. So, you know, if, if you're, if you're buying factory ammo and you want to be a long range hunter, that's going to start limiting your, limiting your cartridges. You know, we talked a little bit, you know, you could kill three, 400 yards. Maybe you can kill just about anything with anything, you know, at that kind of distances, there's nothing wrong with a 270. You know, you start comparing the the, the numbers of a 270 to a 6.5 PRC at maybe three or 400 yards. Uh, the the advantage of the ballistic coefficient of a of a modern long range bullet, you know, hasn't really started to outshine the core locked yet. You know, it, it is, but but on on paper, there's you know there's not enough distance there to create a, a large difference. You know, so and most of our customers are coming to us. You know, they want that long range capability, but not, but not all of them, you know? So if a, if a guy is, well, I'm really only going to shoot at three or 400 yards. I just want to put a 12 power scope with a simple holdover reticle. And that's all the further I'm going to shoot it. You know, we still build some two seventies and 30 out sixes for guys. I'd take that back. I've actually been building rifles for 10 years and I've never, ever once built a 270. Oh, you have, but you built a 30 out six. Yeah. Uh, I could probably do two or three 30 out sixes a year, maybe really? one 25 out six a year. That's yeah, funny. That's, so it, it's, it's pretty limited. You know, as the industry's grown, most guys, when they're talking about spending five, $6,000 on a rifle, plus optic, plus suppressor, plus support gear, they're, they're, they're spending that money because they want to be able to stretch the distance out, at least have the capability of it. You know, maybe right. they're never going to take that 800 yard shot. Um, but they're, they're, they want, they, they, they're spending that money. They want that ability. So back to the cartridge selection with, with factory ammo, you know, with good ammo loaded with good long range, high BC yet good game bullets to have, you know, that are set up for high, high BC and, and long range. Our, our cartridge selection really narrows up, you know, um, I had I got to commend Hornady on the, the precision hunter line of, of ammo. It's just every cartridge they load in that precision hunter line has is loaded with a good bullet for long range work. You know, the ELDXs, ELDMs, they're good on game. They got a great BC to, to match that, which, you know, extends your downrange performance with, you know, velocity and, and energy and lack of wind drift. Um, so we get, we get really narrowed up when we're talking about just, just factory ammo, you know, so then we're, then we're really talking only a few cartridges that I, I, you know, that I think are really great options. You know, number one, six, five PRC for everything, deer, antelope, sheep up to, and including elk, you know, and moose at, at, at reasonable distances, um, seven rem mag, you know, there's some awesome 162, some a couple different 168 burger loads in the seven rem mag, 28 nozzles, really popular, but I think it's, it's really better. It's a better hand load cartridge. Mm -hmm. Um, 300 wind mag, 300 wind mag would still, 
we build a surprising amount of 300 wind mags. Guys that travel the world, you know, literally are going to other countries and 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 traveling out of out of country a lot still like 300 wind mag. They can go to a, probably a hardware store in Kyrgyzstan and probably find some Norma or Privy Partisan factory ammo to get them going and they can go zero on a box and still at least be hunting with their rifle. Yeah, good point. 300, 300 PRC, you know, that's, that's just, that's really has, has grown in popularity for us ever since it's come out. Um, I, I expect to see more factory ammo options coming for it, just like 6.5 PRC has in the last year or so. You know, 6.5 PRC, you, you know, uh, Federal picked them up. I think Norma's loading, or not Norma, but Nosler's loading some ammo. Um, I think we're, I think we'll continue to see more, and I think we'll see the same in 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 300 PRC. But like those four cartridges for a big game hunting rifle, when the guys are shooting factory ammo, is is really our those are our core go tos. Um, like I say, that 6.5 PRC, everything up to and including elk, seven millimeters and 30s for everything. You know, the guys that can, they're going to tolerate the recoil there and maybe they're going to put a break on the rifle or they, you know, they're, they're hunting a lot of large game, like elk, big mule deer, moose, um, maybe bears that, you know, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, those are, those are really the cartridges that we're, we're focusing on because of the factory ammo availability. Yeah. Yeah. My good, good outfitter buddy says that he sees brown bears fall harder almost than, anything to the 300 Win Mag. You know, uh, I, th- I think that 300 Win Mag is a solid option, uh, even though I haven't hunted one w- with one for a few years as, as I've been uh, transitioning over to the 300 PRC. I mean, gosh, it's hard to be a 300 Win Mag, especially when you bring up that idea of going out of, out of country or out of state and being able to have uh, access to a little bit more available caliber ammo. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, you know, that's, I was just going to, I was just going to say, you know, you get on Midway USA or some ammo place online and, you know, you look 300 Win Mag and there's, and there's probably 80 different listings of, of different factory ammo for them. You know, so it's just, there's a huge variety of, of bullet weights and bullet construction, you know, for depending on what, what you, you know, everybody's got their own opinion on what they want a bullet to do. You know, there's guys that hate burgers, there's guys that love burgers, guys that hate barns, guys that love barns, you know, depending on what they're expecting that bullet to do when it, when hit, when it hits a critter and, and what, you know, what they want for performance or terminal performance out of that, out of that bullet. And, and that's one thing where a 300 win mag and, you know, even a little bit, the, the seven rim mag shine is there's just, there's just an abundance of, of ammo that, that you can, that you can feed through them. And, you know, so on the, on that kind of on the flip side, the 300 PRC and six, five PRC, they don't have a lot of options. You, know, you go, you go into walk into Cabela's and there's two boxes, there's Hornady match and Hornady precision hunter for, right. for both of them. But I would, I just back to got to commend Hornady on really hitting the nail on the head with those two and, and the modern cartridge design, they're set up right to shoot the bullets that, that they're, that guys want to shoot in a cartridge like that, you know, 143 and 147, 6.5 bullets and, you know, 212, 225, 30 caliber bullets. Those are, you know, those are the bullets that, uh, that get the most out of both of those calibers. And, and uh, it just, you can't really go wrong with with those if you're going to be shooting factory ammo in your custom rifle and they shoot well they just you know they have a long history we've built a lot of rifles and we've shot a lot of quarter and sub quarter moa consistent groups with with good custom rifles with good parts with that ammo that's relatively inexpensive you know 35 to 45 bucks a box yeah yeah and until recently it was uh fairly available right yeah i didn't really thank the election for that i mean that's going to be a cycle that's a that's a, a cyclic problem that we'll probably always face but yeah it's it is it's it's you know a lot of factory rifles are picking up those cartridges now so that means the the, the cabela's and the gander mountains you know they've got to have am- that ammo on the shelf to to support the factory rifles that they're selling and it it just makes it all more available right okay so let's talk about okay so custom rifle shooting factory ammo Seems somewhat of an oxymoron, but I'm I'm going to say it again. The factory ammo is so good that uh, why not? You know what I mean? Save yourself the time. Right, right. 
Yeah, it truly, it truly is. And, you know, I'll say when I started building rifles 10 years ago, there was very, very few that ever shot factory ammo, you know, I mean, other than six, five Creedmoor. So that was, you know, we're talking PRC cartridge. That wasn't, there was no PRC 10 years ago. Right. You know, the only other ones that would shoot factory ammo was, you know, 223 or a 308 or, you know, 22250, 243, those kind of, kind of cartridge, which, you know, any more kind of antiquated, but they're in a, as far as custom rifles go, but they're still plenty popular in a, in a factory rifle. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it, it is. The, 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 the industry has forced ammo makers to make ammo that's desirable for the, for the style of hunting that people are doing now. And, you know, and the rifles that people are, are building and, and buying, you know, if you look at all the, look at all the higher end factory rifles that have become available, you know, they want, those guys want to feed them good ammo too. Yeah, absolutely. So, so I know I'm going to get this question. I know I was going to get this question because we talked about the 6.5 PRC all the way up to the 300 PRC. We haven't talked about the famous and infamous and only infamous because people hate on it, 6.5 Creedmoor. And I know there's guys still messaging uh-huh. me about, hey, would you take the 6.5 Creedmoor or the 6.5 PRC? You want to, why don't you go ahead and talk about that? Uh, we built a lot of 6.5 Creedmoors until the 6.5 PRC became a thing. And I don't want to, don't mean to pick on the 6.5 Creedmoor, but when you have the big brother to it, that's another 200, 300 feet a second faster in, in a same, in a short action, you know, it's just for, for hunting and, and killing stuff. The PRC just makes a little bit more sense. You know, the, the, the Creedmoor, 6.5 Creedmoor, you know, it's been around 12, 14 years now, something like that. It's been basically since I started started uh, building rifles when it was uh, standardized, SAMU approved, and started, you know, like you had Hornady 140 AMAX and Hornady 120 AMAX loaded for it. You know, now, now you can go to, you know, you go to Midway and there's like 40 different 6.5 Creedmoor options. And we do still build some 6.5 Creedmoors, but really most of them anymore are, are target rifles. The, the guys that are, the guys that are, are building true hunting rifles. Um, they just, they lean towards that extra couple hundred feet a second because there's not a big recoil penalty in, in from the going from the Creed more to the, to the PRC. And, and it's just, there's a, there's a good for the, for the 10% increase in velocity. There's a, you know, there's a 10% increase in, in energy and, and you just, you I mean, you see that, you can see that on game, that bullet showing up two, 300 feet a second faster, you know, bullet you get better terminal performance killing stuff you know the guy that's just going to shoot deer antelope you know maybe go coyote hunting with it or you know maybe the guy that wants to build a super lightweight sheep rifle and doesn't want to get his teeth kicked in you know creedmoor six five creedmoor is still a good option you know standard bolt face low recoil and like back to kind of the 300 wind mag thing it's a ton of ton of of factory ammo we just we just aren't seeing it be as as popular for dedicated hunting guns you know the ones that we build are our guy are typically that kind of crossover they're a they're a heavy hunting rifle they're you know i just want to i want to shoot some steel on the weekends with my buddies and then in november i'm going to hunt deer for four days and you know i i can kill it dang sure kill a deer with a 6.5 creed more you know it's going to do it better than a 308 does with a 150 grain core lock so uh, it's it's still a good still a good option we just don't just don't see it that much because guys tend to lean towards just a little bit more horsepower yeah no that makes that makes complete sense i mean i think it's a very viable option for maybe young kids just getting into hunting or uh, even a female that's a little bit lighter and doesn't like a lot of kick. Yeah, absolutely. And not going to be shooting a long way. My buddy in Alaska, he uh, says that he sees quite a few people that come up and shoot moose in the shoulder with a 6.5 Creedmoor. Close range, of course. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's, there's, there is some serious 6.5 Creedmoor hate. Um, I know a couple of guides and outfitters, they take elk hunters and I mean, they just, they, they cringe when a guy shows up to an elk hunt with 6.5 Creedmoor and that's, and I don't really care if somebody flames me for it, but it's just, it's not enough. It's not enough cartridge for, for a critter like that. You know, I mean, yeah, any back to, you can kill anything with anything, a pop, properly placed bullet will kill anything, but with a little bit more cartridge, you, you, you buy some forgiveness on a, on a, imp, on a poor shot. I mean, it's hunting things, things happen, you know, it, it, it can always get Western in a hurry and, and 
you end up hitting something in a little bit the wrong spot, it's it's good to have a have enough cartridge to yeah make sure that critter critter goes down and you're taking him home and he's not into the next mountain range with a bullet hole in him. Right, or on the wrong property that you don't have access to or whatever. Right. You know, it can quickly turn into uh, not retrieving the animal and having that wound potentially be fatal and having the, the meat uh, go to waste, tag left on field. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah, exactly. It's just, I mean, it's, 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 it's part, of, part of our duty as hunters to make sure the job gets done once we get there. All right, guys, if you haven't had a chance yet, be sure to check out the quick-release rifle cover. Protect your rifle, weapon, muzzleloader, shotgun from debris, water, dust, and all those things that are going to jam up that action, get in your barrel, scratch up that nice-looking stock, uh, your optics, all the above, keep the dust out of the optics. comes in Ranger Green, Coyote Brown, or Multicam, so definitely, definitely check out the quick-release rifle cover. Now that we touched on the Creedmoor, because I know people are going to uh, have questions about that, let's talk about if I'm not necessarily a, a, maybe I'm sort of a novice reloader, but I can certainly reload. What what kind of doors does that open up for me? So, yeah, when you get you get into, into hand loading, you know, of course, the cartridges that have good factory ammo are still great, great cartridges to, to reload for. You know, now, you know, how many dozens of great six, five bullets there are that you can put in a six, five PRC or how many great 30 cal bullets there are that you can put in a, in a 300 wind mag or a 300 PRC and, and tailor, tailor the load to shoot the best in, in your rifle, you know, but you also open up to other cartridges that, that do things that factory ammo, you know, there's, that there's not factory ammo loaded to you know to do um go back start at the bottom like predator rifles and one of my all-time favorite cartridges is a 22 creedmoor you know and that that cartridge has gained a, a ton of of support you know factory support uh, i gotta believe it's going to come as a factory cartridge at at some time you know but that's that's a, just an awesome little cartridge you're talking about shooting 75s or 80 grain bullets you know that's your like your 243 and shooting them 33 to 3,500 feet a second. You know, it's just, it's like the 22, 250s big brother. Right. Awesome car, awesome cartridge for long range coyote hunting, you know, and plenty of guys actually shoot deer and antelope with them. Um, you run, you run the numbers an 80 grain bullet going 3,500 feet a second is showing up with this, almost the same energy. I don't, I actually, I don't want to, I don't want to speak out of the side of my mouth, but like an 80 grainer, going 30 out of a 22 Creed going 3,500 is showing up at 500 yards with very, very similar energy to a six, five Creed more 140 going 2,700. Right. So now, but that, you know, that's totally not an option. You know, there's nothing really like that in, in, in factory ammo. Um, you know, not some other cartridges like the seven millimeter short mags, like a seven SOM, seven WISM, WSM, um, great cartridges with with some of the you know heavier high heavy heavy for caliber bullets like the 175 hornady 180 hornady the 175 and 180 burger you know there's not really any factory cartridges loaded with those bullets um so hand you know the hand loading opens you up to use some bullets that there's that, that aren't loaded in anything you know great bullets great you know great bcs um good combination of of weight bc and velocity you know that you can achieve with some of those cartridges and that's and that's where the you know that that's one thing that, that the hand loading does for you as well as you know accuracy precision you know standard deviation and, and extreme spreads of the velocity of the ammo you know you just you, you can cater that so much better to to your custom rifle you know it's you're going to get more performance out of good out of good hand loads um than you will factory ammo but but you know, at the ex, you know the expense of all the equipment your time your time to the range um yeah so okay, there's some there's some things that that custom ammo you know hand loaded ammo um can do in various various cartridges yeah. that you just you can't get in factory ammo either yeah. and this also begs the question how much are you going to shoot if you go with something if you're going to hand load and you're going to speed up that bullet yeah uh, you're going to wear through a barrel probably a little bit quicker mm -hmm. do you live by a range do you shoot a lot how fast is your bullet going can I afford to replace barrels all the time? Can I mean most guys aren't going to do that. What do you, what would you say after how many shots out of say a, a proof, twenty four inch barrel, 
uh, custom loading at twenty eight dollars, or how many shots are you gonna get out of that? Well, in a twenty eight, yeah, burning that eighty plus grains of powder. I'm guessing most of them are gonna be going in the scrap at seven hundred to a thousand rounds. Yeah. Okay. So. Can, can I afford to buy a barrel every seven or 800 rounds? Maybe I can. Maybe I'm not going to shoot 500 rounds out of my 28 nozzle my whole life. I mean, I feel like guys anymore are, right. sh- are shooting a lot more. I might not shoot that much out of my 28 nozzle, but it's because I have so many different calibers at this point that I kind of swap back and forth. And another guy, he might be like, oh man, I want the speed. I want the energy, but I can't afford to spend, you know, $729 on a, a barrel uh, every every year, that'd be like buying yeah, a new rifle every year. Bust a Smith in, and the, yeah, and the ammo to to break in and develop a new load on a on another barrel. And right. Yeah. Then the guy that shoots that much, he probably has multiple multiple rifles, anyways. But it is you know it is absolutely a, a consider consideration when you're when you're talking about what cartridge, how much you're like you said, how much you're going to shoot it. Right. Or if you're shooting factory, you know, back to if you're shooting factory ammo, you know. You're not gonna shoot. You're not gonna shoot a whole lot of boxes of your 300 Norma at 90 bucks a box. I'm guessing. <laughs> exactly. That's not one you're gonna take out on a Saturday. Like, hey, I want to go shoot through two boxes. I'm gonna spend 180 bucks yeah. on a Saturday just at the range. Yep. You know what I mean? But uh, you know, but let's talk about the additional performance you get out of custom load. Yeah. So like, like I said, you know, the, the, the accuracy is going to be the, that's really the first one that most people are after when they're going to hand loads, you know, they're, they're able to, to truly tailor that ammo, you know, from the powder charge to the, to the casing that they use, to the seating depth, all those things, you know, will, will tune that load to shoot the best in that rifle. That's, that's pretty much always the, biggest one that people are going for um and not you you said performance i think i think really for me the accuracy is the that's the first that's the first uh performance note that i you know that i'm going for the second you know being velocity um there most most things shouldn't be pushed a whole lot faster than what even factory ammo does, you know, factory ammo has always got to, they've got to be on the conservative side, um, you know, because they've got to work in hundreds of thousands of different rifles, you know, across the, across the country or across the globe, you know, so that they are, you know, they're standardized and they have to be, they have to be safe. So there is a, you know, there's typically some, some velocity advantage and, you know, playing with different powders, um, you can, you can pick up some extra velocity over what a, over what factory loads will do. Um, those are those are really your two well and third being you know bullet different bullet construction you know say there's you know six five prc but you want to shoot but you want to shoot a barnes well the only way you're getting a barnes bullet in a six five prc is custom loaded ammo right. so that'd be probably your your third your third uh performance difference in in going from factory ammo to to custom ammo or hand loaded ammo right yeah you could you can grab bullets that you wouldn't normally be able to get in a factory option that's a good point what about what about the energy of loading up is it is it really worth it the extra energy is it more about accuracy um to me accuracy is always number one okay uh you know i'll i'll take a i'll take a quarter moa load running 2,900 over a half MOA or three quarter MOA load running 3000. Uh, cause if I can't, if I can't put it exactly where I want to want to put it, it's, it doesn't matter if it's only going a hundred second faster and, that, and that's, no, I'll, I'll pick on, I'll pick on hand loaders a little bit. Everybody gets spun up and well, this, you know, I really want to, I really want to build this rifle to shoot this bullet at this speed. And, you know, back, back that's a, that's a, that's a, often an introduction that I get when I get an email from a guy, you know, yeah. this, this, just so you can brag bullet, to your buddies bullet, or what? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. This bullet just came out from such and such manufacturer. You know, I want, I want it, I want to put it in this cartridge cause I want it to do this fast. And, and, and that's what, and that's what I want. And that's why I'm building this, this rifle. And, and the reality of it is like, that's all great. But what if that bullet really wants to shoot 75 feet a second or hundred feet a second slower than that? You know, is that, is that going to be like your benchmark for success? You know, it's not for me. You know, I, I just want it to shoot really, really well. Cause if it shoots, if it shoots really, really well, 
you're going to have confidence in it. The you know point of aim, your point of impact, are going to be more consistent because your barrel's in a in a half year node. It's it's more stable. Um, so no, the the velocity the velocity isn't really a a, a big thing for me as as far as a performance attribute that I'm that I'm after. Now that's in most things, you know, like I've got my little hot rod coyote gun, you know, 22 Creed more. Um, this year I, I built a six PRC. So I took the six, five PRC, necked it down to six millimeter. Um, I'm shooting some 90 grain bullets, about 3,700 feet a second out of it. Now, one of my goals was to have a lot of velocity. That's what I, you know, that's what I built it for. That's what I wanted. You know, so that was, that was one of my say, benchmarks for performance on the, on that cartridge. Um, but if it doesn't do it, I'm not going to, I'm not going to shoot a crap load that shoots one inch at 37, 3,800 feet a second when a load at 36 shoots in the same hole. I'm going to, I'm going to take the one that shoots in the same hole because I need the bullet. I need the bullet to get where I was, where I was intending it for it to go first and foremost. Right. Exactly. Yeah. No, you, you, yeah, you bring up some good point tinkering around with some of those rounds there and, uh, accuracy and, and velocity, but but it's kind of fun to experience with those hot rod rounds then. All right, guys, I've said this. I'm going to say it again. Base map. Industry folks prefer base map. It's the number one preferred hunting app, and it features 3D for iOS, live location sharing, 800 plus layers, maps, boundaries, public and private. Hunt wind is a phenomenal feature that you can set these wind cones up and draws and canyons. If you're a whitetail hunter, set them for your stands so you can get 24-hour wind prediction as along with seven-day wind and weather predictions, and you can get 20% off. Go to www.basemap.com forward slash mealyfreak. Save yourself a little bit of cash. Download Basemap. Upgrade to Pro. Use that promo code, basemap.com forward slash mealyfreak, and get the number one preferred hunting app. Let's let's talk about some of the others. 300 Win Mag versus 300 PC, how, PRC. How are you going to steer uh, a customer into making a decision there? Oh, that's a, that's a tough one. Um, I really like 300 PRC. I really like the ammo that it's you know, the bullets that it's loaded with, um, you know, the, the one thing's cool about like the, the 300 PRC, the chamber designation, how we, you know, what reamer, what, how we would cut a chamber in a barrel for that cartridge for the factory ammo is exactly the same as I would cut it to hand load. Um, so, you know, you, Typically, you know, from a hand loader standpoint, you don't want to push the bullet way down in the case below the next shoulder junction. To, um, some higher level principles and theories on accuracy say that when the bullets bullets up, you know, just using all, using the neck sits above the next shoulder junction. You have some you have you have less issues with brass. You have uh, you have a more consistent powder burn and and just a, a better internal uh, structure for that for that. Uh, combustion event and typically you'll get better velocities and you'll get more consistent velocities and better and better accuracy. So that's the, the cool thing like I, that I really like about the 300 PRC is it's, it's exactly how that cartridge should be. Um, and it's exactly how it should be for those bullets. The guys are hand loading in it, the, the, the ammo that's being loaded from the factory for it. Uh, so I really like that cartridge. But like we talked before, well, I want more bullet options. I'm, I'm going to hunt all over the world. I want to be able to make sure that I can, that I can find ammo. You know, the 300 Win Mag is really going to do very, very similar performance to the 300 PRC. And you're going to have more bullets to, you know, you're going to have more bullet options. Um, so I, I, that, that's kind of, that's kind of the big de- determining, you know, where are you going? What are you hunting with them? You know, are you staying in, within the States? Do you think you'll maybe hand load for it? Um, those are, those are kind of the questions, the scenarios that we, that we talk through, but say between those two, those two cartridges, you know, another similar one. Um, guys ask me, you know, six, five SOM or six, five PRC. I mean, cause they're only two grains of a powder different from, from being the same thing, maybe even a le- le- little less than that. And, uh, you know, like a, especially a couple of years ago when Hornady was the only brass option for, for PRC, you know, six, five SOM, you had to neck it down from something, from something else, you know, six, five SOM, maybe 50, 75 feet a second, more velocity, maybe a, a little bit more desirable chamber designation. Cause the, they were all set up to be short actions. PRC could, 
you know, can benefit from being run on a medium. The same way, you know, reloading considerations, ammo, you know, factory ammo considerations. Those Time kind of considerations. The, the topic, yeah, the the topics that we'll we'll talk through on on you know just real faint differences between between two cartridges. And uh, yeah, and how much you're going to shoot too? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, that's probably not as big a consideration for you know between 300 PRC and 300 Win Mag. Both of them are, you know, you're going to you're going to find similar priced ammo. Maybe that's a good that'd be a good consideration, like between 28 Nosler and seven Rem Mag. You know, there's not a box of 28 Nosler ammo that's not. 50, 60 bucks where you can most of your seven mag you can get in that 30, 40 bucks range. So right. that you know, be a, be a, a consideration between the, between the two of those for sure. Yeah. Affordability standpoint from uh, how much you want to spend on a box of shells. That's one thing we didn't really touch on, but that, that definitely weighs into it. I don't, I don't think uh, whatever your hourly wage is, I don't think you like uh, putting a hundred bucks through a, a box of 20. <laughs> <laughs> right. So no, that's that, that sure. that's interesting. So you know, probably the same song, same with a seven mm versus a seven wisdom, uh, or uh, not wisdom psalm, excuse me, a seven mag right. versus a seven psalm. Uh, yeah, you're gonna get some extra velocity, but you know, you're gonna have to prep your brass a little bit more. You're gonna have to neck that down. You know, it's gonna be a little bit more expensive. It's gonna be some barrel burn, but you've what do I want out of it? What right, do I yeah, want to like, accomplish? How far yeah. do I want to shoot? Do I want more energy at a little bit? Do I want to be more accurate and a little bit more energy at distance? Cause there isn't a factory option for a seven psalm or a six five psalm. Right. But like I say seven psalm, if you're hand loading, it's a better cartridge to hand load than a seven mag. You don't have a belt to deal with. You know, there's some, there's some uh, difficulties in reloading cartridges with a belt or can be um, it's mainly from the, die manufacturer side lack of control of diameters and lengths that you know the the belted magnum brass tends to not last as long because the the dies the dies don't agree with the chambers as well on on where and how much is getting sized you know so there's you know like a reload you know that between those two cartridges the the reloading you know if you're hand loading that's a that's a that's a big consideration between those two the seven psalms a way better cartridge to to hand load and and achieves very similar ballistics to the set to the seven mag and, and you know and can do it on a short action or a medium action not have to be a long action you know save you a little bit of length and a little bit of a little bit of weight and, and be able to achieve the same the same type of uh, exterior ballistics you know your velocity and and terminal performance yeah all good points you know what 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 about what what type of style of hunting am i doing am i doing backcountry hunting or do i do mm-hmm. I hunt a lot from a truck? At what at what kind of country am I hunting? You know, do I need something, right. or is all my stuff going to be pretty short range because I'm pushing brush, or do I have a lot of open country? Is there a lot of timber, no openings to shoot from? So all my stuff's typically done at fifty to hundred yards. You know, those are are those typically questions you'll go through, or, or do people automatically tell you those kind of things right off the bat, or do you have to hunt for them? Yeah, I, that's that, that's typically not one I got that I've got to hunt for. It seems like you know, guys are I'm going to shoot deer and antelope out to I want to be able to shoot deer and antelope out to 600 yards. Well, that kind of tells me the kind of hunting that you know that they're gonna that they're going to be doing. You know, I would say the the type of hunting you're going to do is that's good, really going to le- lend itself more to our conversation here in the future about rifle configuration right you know they would say we'll get it we'll get into then you know barrel lengths and stock setup and and optics um more on that style of style of hunting i think caliber selection is is the the biggest part of it is the game you're going to be hunting the ammo that the ammo that you're going to feed through it you know what you're going to what you're going to do for ammo for that rifle um, and at what distance yeah, too? Yeah, and the distances. The <clears throat> the the, the ener- we'll call it the energy required at at impact for for what you're gonna be what you're gonna be hunting them I and kind of come come back around to where we started. Those are you know, those are your 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 biggest questions on yeah on caliber selection. Yeah, I mean, if you've been hunting, think about this: if you've been hunting the same draw for the last fifteen years, you grew up with your family, your dad, your uncles, hunting the same draw, and the draw, you can only shoot a certain distance on the draw because you're restricted by energy and and shot distance. Where you want to be able to reach out and touch some of those places in the draw that are eight, nine hundred yards, but you've heard all this talk about a six-five PRC. 
in your in this canyon that you've been hunting since your childhood, uh, you you hunt elk in it, and you want to reach out and touch those different distances. Six five PRC, not going to be your solution. You're going to want to lean something seven mag, twenty eight nozzler, three hundred wind, three hundred PRC, three hundred norma. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. So just to kind of point that out for listeners. Yeah, no. Okay. So I, I get asked this question all the time, 300 PRC or 300 Norma? Everyone's been seeing me uh, rolling around the West this fall with the 300 Norma. Eric, why are you doing the 300 Norma? Well, because uh, the 300 PRC that Travis built me isn't done yet. And 300 Norma is badass. <laughs> <laughs> because it's big, because it's bigger and faster, you know, even that, <laughs> that, that's, uh, that's, that's why, you know, it's just, it's more, it's that same bullet going, going, going faster yet. And, you know, yeah, it's not gun. It's not a gun. You shoot a bunch. So the $90 box ammo doesn't really matter, you know, for the, to, at least at the, at the volume that you're going to be shooting it, which kind of, you shot yours quite a bit this year, which, cause I didn't have anything else going good for you. But <laughs> the guys, you know, guys asked a lot that, that question, um, because of, because of seeing you toting that one around this fall. Yeah. 300 PRC, 300, 300 Norma. I'm guessing you got the same questions then. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a tough one. You know, do you, do you need that extra velocity, that extra energy that's, that's going to come from the 300 Norma? Are you hand loading? If you're hand loading, you're definitely going to see the advantage of, of a 300 Norma over the 300 PRC. You know, you're really going to, you're going to realize that that extra capacity that the Norma gives where you get how much, you know, extra velocity you're going to pick up uh, downrange performance course with that. Uh, one, another consideration that in, as far as the build goes is the Norma being a Lapua based or Lapua case head cartridge limits your options of, of factory rifle parts or of custom rifle parts. You know, you got to go to a little bigger, longer action. You know, now you only get two typically in a, in a, hinge floor plate setup you're only gonna get two rounds down yep. of capacity instead of three yep. um or you're gonna have to you know point. you're gonna have to run a, a longer bigger magazine um just the the build parts you know can can tend to add a little extra expense going to that next bigger step of of cartridge you know and and back to that what do you what are you hunting do you need that extra do you need that extra punch you know can you build the rifle a little heavier to make up for it uh that yeah, yeah. All, all, all questions, all questions that have to be answered to to pick between the Norma and the and the PRC. You know, are you are you are you good spending if you're shooting factory ammo, spending ninety or hundred bucks bucks a bucks a box for it? You know, right? Is that is that a little bit of added performance worth it? You know, if it is, great. Right. Have at it. Let's build a Norma. Right. If 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 it's if it's not, you know, if for those other reasons, you want just a little less recoil. You want maybe you want three rounds in your magazine. You know, more more options for uh, custom rifle parts. You know, there's just more standard Magnum long action receivers and and feeding you know magazines and magazine assemblies for a standard long action Magnum like a 300 PRC than there is than there is for a Norma. So, so maybe you really wanted this one specific rifle part well maybe it's not available for you to, to use or you know maybe it won't work with a 300 norma mag right right no all good points and i think a, a another question i get is recoil and this will be covered in part two in the, in the final part of the series mm-hmm. that i do with you on selecting components but i'm telling you there's there's not a more balanced i don't know if you built a more balanced rifle for me in terms of uh a magnum caliber and weight distribution like my 300 PRC, my proof rifle 300 PRC kicks quite a bit harder than my TS Customs 300 Norma. And that's just right. me with how the weight distribution is in that rifle. And for the record, Travis built me a, a, a mid-weight, I would say, 300 PRC. So I'm, gonna, I'm just waiting on an optic on that. So I'm actually going to be going from the 300 Norma back to the 300 PRC so I can uh, have some fun with that too on some of these... Uh, upcoming hunts yeah absolutely yeah, and just and just like you said you know that we, we put we put that 300 norma mag together kind of like i think a 300 norma mag should should be put together if if you want to be able to shoot it accurately at distance yeah you know aaron and peyton joke around they're like hey, once eric gets behind that 300 norma it's uh it's lights out, whatever he decides, because it's just, we've had so much luck and so much success together. And it's like you said, Travis, when you, when you have confidence in, in your rifle, it's like, man, all I got to do is get into position. I know it's over. 
And that's what you want. Yeah. You want a caliber. You want a, a gun that you can believe in. So when it comes time to uh, make the game-winning shot, that you have the confidence to do it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's, that's, that's my goal as a, as a rifle builder, you know, from just like caliber selection for what you're doing, um, the rifle, then the rifle configuration for what you're doing, tying those, tying, tying what you're doing and how, and what your rifle is all together to be, to be the right, the right thing for the, for that purpose. And that, that's my goal as a, as a rifle builder. I mean, one of the things on my website first, one of the first things you scroll through is says every rifle build starts with a, with a conversation uh, and that's just like we're talking about the caliber selection and we'll, and like we'll talk about here in the future on, on build configuration for me, putting together the right rifle for you, for your hunt or hunts. That's the most, that's the most important. So just like you said, the game, the game winning shot, you know, you spend, you spend a lot of money, you spend a lot of time getting there, getting up the mountain, scouting, paying an outfitter, buying tags, whatever, buying points. There's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of time and effort spent for just a, just one single pull, one single pull of the trigger and, and, and having confidence knowing that you're taking that critter home with you that you've worked so hard for that's really really important to me right absolutely absolutely and that and you know i i probably drive travis half uh crazy saying hey travis i got an idea i want i want to build a 280 or hey i want a 22 creedmoor both of which we're waiting on some proof barrels for but um yeah i i i like being able to do this because then i can help travis kind of field questions from uh, listeners, people on YouTube, people who know me and, and know that I, I have and shot a few different uh, long-range rifles and different calibers at, at Western Big Game. But it's fun testing. It's fun seeing what I like and what I don't like, what I uh, expect out of a cartridge and, and what, what I'm let down with. I mean, for example, that 300 Wisdom that, Travis, you built me uh, that I took to Kyrgyzstan and also Mexico, it's one of my all-time uh favorite guns and calibers, but it's not a gun that I like or that I personally would want to shoot out past 600 yards. Um, right. Not only because I put a little lesser optic on it and when it, lesser in terms of magnification, not quality, but it just, I just don't feel like it has that energy that it, it needs to at, at those longer distances to be able to uh, get the job done. Yeah, for, for sure. But I get a lot of questions about the 300 rum and the 300 Ultramag. Why don't you do the 300 Ultra Mag? Uh, just lack of factory support. Um, you know, there's not a not a lot of great factory ammo for it. Um, it's the cartridge is a little too long. Um, back to the the reloading principle of getting the bullet out of the case a little bit. You know, if you're shooting, you know, you got uh, Ultra Mag's got 90 grains of powder capacity, um, but it exceed with with a with a long range high BC bullet it and stretched out of the case where it really should be. It, it exceeds most magazine systems and, you know, as far as length cap capability. Uh, so it's kind of a, it's kind of a hand loader only fodder. And if you're, if you're building custom the, and you're hand loading the, the 300 Norma kind of just fits better. Um, there's still a lot of 300 ultra mags out in the country. There's still a lot of them get, get built, you know, with proper, with a proper chamber, construction dimensions uh, they'll work really good it's just not one i've ever been super fond of when you get that big uh burning that much burning that much powder they can be they can be hard to stay on top of you know keeping them keeping them shooting good and i just you know like say the 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 the, the, the 300 norma mags similar in in capacity and performance it's just on a more modern really a, a better cartridge design to to handle that much powder Right. And, those, and those weights of bullets. Right. I had a buddy call me up and he's like, dude, I didn't even get 600 rounds through my run. I'm like, well, should have went with the Norma uh, PRC, I guess. <laughs> Not something yeah. you want to yeah. hear. In a, a, a Norma, yeah. And a Norma probably really won't be, won't be a whole lot better. You know, little similar, similar capacity, you know, dri driving the bullets at proper velocities. Maybe you'll see a little bit more, little bit more, 
barrel life than a than an ultra mag, but that's going to be pr- pretty similar. Right. Yeah. But, yeah. Just like I said, lack of. It's just not a. It's just not a really great fit for for most available custom rifle components, and you know, and then of course lack of lack of lack of ammo for it. Um, just not one I've ever got ever got wild there's some there's some there's some rifle builders out there and they they love it you know they're they're really really familiar with it they know they know exactly what what the 300 normal likes for you know if you're on this bullet this powder and you you shoot this it's going to work and i mean it it is it's it's a big 30 it drives big heavy bullets fast it's going to kill stuff really great if you know you want to put in the work for it absolutely no i mean uh, i think we pretty much covered everything and and well, we co- we covered a lot. Let's say that we covered a lot in terms of selecting calibers, how you're going to use it, what distances, what game. Uh, are you able to reload, or is factory an option? Uh, there's obviously an ammo right. crisis right now, so I don't think there's any good options for reloading. Or, or, <laughs> yeah, or you can't. Yeah, you can't buy ammo. You can't buy brass bullets, powder, primers. You can't buy any of it right now. So it, it it's not like any of it's great but it'll in time it'll come back around we'll get ammo we'll get ammo again and components again and guys are just gonna have to be patient and prepare and right absolutely and see what that'll be for a bit and it you know what and if you're i think if you're on the fence it's hard to beat a good old seven mag and uh and a 300 win mag but if you're if you're willing to test the water the waters with some of this new stuff in the 65 prc and the 300 prc i think you'll be just pleasantly surprised on the performance of these new calibers that Hornady's put out. So there's a lot of variables. Everyone's situation is a little bit different. That's why they call it custom rifles. It's a custom solution for your custom needs. And that's why I think knowing and answering some of these questions before you give Travis or I a call is, is going to help you out immensely in terms of figuring out what the best solution is for you. Right. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like I said, we can't talk, we can't, we can't imagine every scenario you know that there is obviously we build we build a lot of rifles that are very similar you know we don't have seldom do we ever build two or three or four rifles back to back to back that are just exactly the same you know we might build we might build six or eight six five prcs in a week but every one of them is just a little bit different you know this one's got a 22 inch barrel and this one's got a 24 and this one's got a 26 and this one's got an adjustable stock and this one doesn't. And this one's got a titanium action and this one doesn't or, you know, detachable mag or not a detachable mag. Um, just like I said, that's, that's why we're building custom rifles. You know, you're, you're calling, you're calling us up, telling us what you're doing. And, and we're talking through that with you to, to get you the rifle that's going to fulfill your every need and desire. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And you know what? This is custom rifle building season. Uh, the time to build a custom rifle isn't too mu- is to call tr- Travis two months up before your hunt starts and say, "Hey, Travis, can I, how, how quick can I put together a rifle?" The time to think about this and research this and consider these options is, is right now. So, in part two right. of the series, we're going to go through uh, component configurations and and the, your hunting type, your style of hunting, and your budget, and kind of putting together a custom solution based on the former so that can help you as you go in and talk to Travis to make better decisions. Right. Yeah. We talked a little bit here before we got, before we got on on this podcast, you know, I think it'll be kind of cool to, you know, maybe go through two or three or four real specific scenarios. You know, the guy, what I would do for the guy that's, you know, going on a sheep hunt, the the guy that's the, probably the biggest one we build, I'm going to do a little bit of everything or the guy that, you know, I want a big heavy hitter. I don't, you know, I'm not carrying it very far from the, from the pickup or the ranger. Um, and I really want to be able to, to ding an elk and drop him in his tracks at a thousand, 1100, 1200 yards, and maybe a ultimate predator rifle, something like that. I think it'll be, I think it'll be pretty, pretty interesting. Allow us to, you know, we'll, we'll, focus in on focus in on a few specific configurations and i'm sure along the way we'll we'll talk about you know if you do this a little different you'll save some money or you'll save a little weight or you'll add a little weight or and and i think that'll be i think it'll be pretty cool i'm excited for it 
Yeah, awesome. Well, guys, Travis, thanks for joining. Um, if you have any questions, feel free to email me, eric at muleyfreak.com. Also follow me on Instagram, muleyfreak underscore eric. Also follow Travis. Travis, what's your handle? Uh, TS Customs Rifles on Instagram, I think. Okay. And, of course, TS Customs, uh, I think it's TS Customs Rifles on, on Facebook. Sales at tscustom.com. Um, looks up on our website, tscustom.com. Perfect. All, all all good ways to we we answer to we answer to all of them. Instagram messages, Facebook messages, emails, texts. Perfect. And also don't 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 hesitate to reach out to me either. I filled a lot of questions for Travis, or uh, just in general on caliber selection and, and component configuration. So be sure to turn into part two, component configuration. Travis, thanks for your time. Uh, be sure, guys, to subscribe, rate, and review. We'd love to get your feedback. Please write us a review and let us know how you think we're doing. And also email us in and let us know if we missed anything or if you have any other questions, we'll be sure to reach out. And thanks, guys. Thanks, Travis. Appreciate you.